Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us wherever you're joining us. If you're locally here on the airwaves in Santa Barbara, California at TVSB, we welcome you. And, and of course, so many of you are finding us from all over the world at goodlifetelevision.org and our YouTube page at the other social media platforms. And then uh, over the last few months, we've we've seen a lot of you find us at the podcast, so you can hear all these interviews at Good Life Conversations. So any of the podcast platforms, you can search for Good Life Conversations. You can find us there. Um, it, you'll find if you go to goodlifetelevision.org or if you go to the YouTube uh, channel that there are just a lot of incredible people. And so we hope you'll check them out. There's there's all the, the long form interviews, and then there's what we call power clips, where we kind of cut those up into some smaller clips that I think you really enjoy. So be sure to subscribe at that YouTube channel and we'd love to have you. And, and of course, again, all the, all the other social media platforms that are out there, you can, you can find us at good life TV. Uh, I'm really excited about my guest today. I've been reading about him all morning. Uh, Jerry Thompson is with me, Jerry. Welcome. Thank you, Dean. This is exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. Jerry's the president and, and producer at Pathway Media. We're going to talk specifically uh, about two of the projects, two of these movies that that uh, he has produced that are really interesting, as I was reading about them all morning. Um, so we'll talk about that. And uh, Jerry earned an MA in communications from CBN University in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and then attended the University of Oregon and, and Eugene Bible College. Uh, so really interesting background. So let me start with Not this. in that order, the other way around. <laughs> right, right. I had that yeah. right. That wasn't the right order. Uh, all right. Eugene Bible College first. But so tell us a little We're bit about. i to get a master's after I get the other degree. Right. <laughs> That's normally how it works. Yeah. How, uh, where, where were you born and raised and kind of what was your upbringing like? Small town, Cottage Grove, Oregon, uh, south of Eugene, Oregon, two hours from Portland. And uh, I think of your show as named The Good Life. And I had the good life. I, my parents, I never heard a negative word from them about me growing up. Not that I'm an angel, but, you know, my dad left home when he's 15 in the Depression, self-made man. Uh, a logging company that he's a successful, but worked hard, was dirty every day coming home, but we, we, we lacked for nothing. I was in the sports, totally coaching. Things are going great. Good student, you know, and, uh, but then we had no, I had the good life, but we had no Christian upbringing, uh, just a good American, your moral kind of family. And, uh, then something happened. I looked one time at the, my grandmother's Bible and I just looked at the, read the first chapter of Genesis. And I thought, this is crazy. This is foolishness. I never read a Bible again until I was, after I became a Christian, I would think. <laughs> and, wow. But that, that, but that was when I was nine, I think. Two years later, our family got into an accident tra traveling home from a disastrous loss against Oregon State in the Civil War game. And it was pitch dark. It was November. And a tire came off of a car going north on the freeway, hit our car, going, we're going 70 miles an hour, two miles from our home, turns us sideways in the freeway, we're hit by two cars at 60 miles an hour, and we all survived. And I just remember as an 11-year-old just 
at the hospital with a broken collarbone, but nothing more serious, just almost crying and thinking, what would have happened if I, what were, would I be just it? That's it, I'm dead. What, sent on a search then really, till I got to the uh, University of Oregon and of all places in the middle of the, the peace movement and the Jesus movement, I read some literature. I thought, I wanna live forever. And I'd never heard, hey, he offers eternal life. I'll give it a try. And obviously you needed more of a commitment than that. But within two or three months, I just became, I was a skeptic. I, I was an atheist and an agnostic. Went to church three times in my life and that was boring and heard a family member whistle. That was it. <laughs> but within two months, I asked Jesus to be my Lord and was filled with the Holy Spirit. Here, I'm kind of a cerebral person, but here I am driving back to the university dorm and I start speaking in tongues. Yeah. And so I wouldn't have believed it. But so anyway, had a great great time like a honeymoon with the lord i was coaching our team won the championship because i kind of changed a little bit my baseball team basketball team doing great became managed student managed oregon football team if you know him about dan fouth nfl hall of famer was a yeah Ahmad rashad so it was a great time but then without going into a for the next after that honeymoon was over it was almost like going into the desert for two or three years and i was miserable i didn't love the I couldn't feel right in the world. I couldn't feel right as a Christian. Uh, I didn't know what was happening. I was freaking out. And um, it, it was just, I was a horrible witness to my non-Christian parents. And it was just a hell on earth. And to make a long story short, I, was, I transferred out of University of Oregon right out of Four Point, was flunking out, went to Eugene Bible College because I was, that was my only thing was hanging on to Christian hope. And make a long story short, this pastor, oh, I went to a thing called Basic Youth Conflicts with Bill Gothard to meditate on the Word of God. And this young kid, 15-year-old, said we packed together and he had a verse for us to memorize. And I had read the Bible so much by that time that it was, it was Peter, Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has demanded and obtained permission to sift you like wheat. And I'm praying for you that your faith would not fail. I almost break up just hearing this because this this changed my life. Mm. I knew he God knew my address. He knew where I was. And so then that verse I was thinking about all that week. And, and then at the Bible college, they have speakers. Guy comes and guess what verse he speaks on? <laughs> and I'd never heard anybody speak on that verse before. So I knew. So when I say the good life, I had it. But now I have an abundant life. Yeah. And, and uh, only the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit can give is the source of that abundant life. So, yeah. And anything we talk about today, I know it's trite to sometimes to say I give all glory to God. But what I'm saying is I never would have been a Christian. I never would have been making movies if it hadn't been for the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, not a divine doer, but divine helper. And so anyway, I'm yeah. excited about the things that have happened. It's not smooth road. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but the movie, we, first movie, I made actually a few movie documentaries and uh, a movie called God on Trial from a skeptic's point of view of actors and actresses. But in 2017, I wrote a script uh, for the movie called it Translated, where the Apostle Paul comes to our time. 
Yeah. As yeah, far as I know, I, I'm, there's not ever been a movie made where a biblical character comes to our time. I sit here corrected if you can find one, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get to that in one second, but how did you, what directed you towards film or how did that happen? I was in Eugene Bible College and I somebody asked me to be a yearbook editor. I thought that's, that's not something I want to do. That's kind of high schoolish stuff. I'm in college. I'd been to the University of Oregon, but for some reason I did it. And then it's like, you're taking, you're learning photography. You're taking, putting a blank page, you're creating something on that page. And then finally, uh, I'd watched the 700 Club a lot. Pat Robertson started uh, CBN University, which is now Regent University. They said they're looking for students. And so made the big trip, 3000 miles and, and thought I was gonna get into radio, but they required television and film classes. I took them and felt just loved it, you know, and made a few little movies and a 60 minute documentary. And then um, out of there, there was a job in Medford, Oregon open with a film company. And this just goes to show you, here's a film company that made a film for $500,000 and it grows 60 million before VHS rentals, before cable TV. So if it could be done there, it could be done anywhere. And the movie was Windwalker, which was an all Native American story that showed the, the Crow and the Cheyenne with subtitles. There was no English uh, speaking in the whole movie. And, and I got to be a publicity person for it. And when we, I sent the, the tape to Siskel and Ebert, they gave it two thumbs up. And then there I also learned about a story called Bright Eyes, which is we're hopefully going to talk about a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's start with translated. Um, and it, I think that it is a fascinating idea. And so, uh, and, and I'll, I won't give the summary, but yeah, you, you, you kind of already hit on it. I mean, so this is, a, this is a story of the apostle Paul ending up in Rome, Oregon yeah. and kind of, um, kind of learning about what or observing modern day Christianity and kind of then offering some, you know, some of the new old ways of, of, of looking at things. How, how did you get this idea? And tell us a little bit about this movie. Well, I remember I, my brother and I going to smorgasbord, you know, all you can eat place and thinking, man, I want people, if they came to us now, they think we're in the millennium or something. I mean, this is, I just thought of what if a biblical character could come to our time and what would they think? But the other thing was, been to a lot of churches. I was at a four square church most all of my Christian uh, time, but uh, it just didn't seem like the left hand knew what the right hand was doing. Everybody's kind of, not everybody, all good intentions, all wonderful people, but everybody seemed to be building their own little kingdoms and didn't even know what the others were doing. And then a verse, I've been in Bible college under the Bible stories, but I read this verse uh, right before Jesus was arrested in, in John 17, where he said, um, I pray that you, he's talking to Peter, James, and John, I pray that you'd all be one. But I also pray for those who will believe because of you that they may be one. And here's the key word, one word, then the world will know that I, that the father you sent me. And, you know, the evangelism has happened for 2000 years, but then I got we're not united. I mean, this is one of the keys for the world to know that the father sent him. Yeah. And so I get, wow, this is till now the apostle Paul, that's his message when he 
comes here, but there's a lot of fish out of water humor and it's fun. I didn't even know how the film was going to exactly go. And you just start writing and you create these characters. And that's one of the fun part gets you hooked on doing film. And then, um, you know, I changed some things, but it was just, in fact, I wanted him, there's a Damascus, Oregon. Of course, I wanted to shoot in Oregon to save money. That's where I live. But I went up there and it didn't look right. It just didn't feel like it'd be too much red tape to have Paul go from Rome, Oregon. I figured he needed to be just about be in Rome and about to be beheaded. And then he gets translated, you know, in time. So I've been raised in, in Oregon all my life. And I said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I went, I Googled Rome, Oregon. I'd never heard of it. And it was there. There's a Rome, Oregon. And it was a perfect place. 25 people out in the middle of nowhere. But a truck driver in my script picks him up. And the truck driver is a disillusioned Christian. Uh, his uh, fiance had, had passed away. And now he's just getting away because he just feels God's unfair. And so they develop a relationship. But the fun thing is, you know, we had a premiere. Uh, Regal Theaters approved the film for national distributions. We had a premiere at Regal Theaters. And you're just hoping, you know, you write these things, think, hoping somebody will laugh at the right place, cry, people cried at the right places. That's really, really satisfying. And the, the reviews have been really, really good. Didn't have the budget to, to put it out throughout the whole country, but very satisfied. Get calls from a guy in Alabama <laughs> who said, he said he was, just saw this movie, he was jumping up and down and said, this is exactly what I've been wanting to see. And people from Texas, a guy who's got, He's a missionary to 50,000 churches in South America. And two people told me about this movie. And when they started telling me about the movie, they were crying. What's going on here? I got to see this thing. So, you know, you just get, it's been very satisfying that way. And we've had a million views on Tubi and close to a million now on YouTube. And shameless plug, go to YouTube, translated yeah. movie, translated movie on YouTube. And hopefully there's, I do have one biographic or thing that happened to me that changed, really helped change me when I was going to Bible college that's in that movie with the main character. So there you go. Wow. So what, like, give us a little teaser in terms of when Paul's observing the, the local, you know, the, the current church, like what, what's some of his response? Well, in one scene, he's saying, uh, his Tim, <laughs> I just happened to have the his uh, the truck driver named Tim, like Paul and Timothy. Yeah, pick up on that. But um, Tim said, "Would you like to go to, to church?" And Paul says, "Go to church? What's go to church?" And we had an actor who was lived ten years in Israel uh, who played Paul. You don't go to church; you are the church, you know. And yeah, <laughs> I'd like to go see it. You know, I'd like to go see it. So he goes to a Catholic church, and they start they start. Uh, doing the communion or the, and, and Paul said, I would like to do that, take that. And, the, and the Tim says, you can't do it. You're not a member of the Catholic church. And he said, but I wrote those things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so a little humor there. And then he goes to another uh, Protestant church and, uh, and he, and he says, all oh, this is good, but they talk so much about the past instead of what God is doing now. I want to hear more about what God is doing. He's a living God. And that was kind of what I was, one of the things I felt in the need to write this is, I want to hear all the great things because he's doing them all the time. And if you just bring it out of people and he's just doing fantastic 
things all, all the time. He had something two days that happened to me. I mean, I shared it with Leanne and it's just incredible. But I, sometimes I think you go out of church and you don't, you just, you're hearing about what happened in the past and that's all good. You should have those teachings, but you know, I think when Paul and the rest of the apostles met, they basically were talking about what's going on now. This is the book of Acts. This is action. This is what's happening. And I just kind of, I'm not putting down churches. I know a lot of people are very sincere and trying their best. So I just right. felt a little bit different approach was needed. Yeah. Well, and I just, yeah, I was actually looking at Acts 2 this morning and, and, and I was struck by the, you know, the, the, the way they were, you know, as I was thinking about it and thinking about, you know, my own life, our own life here, you know, today and what, 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 do, what do we look like? You know, I, I was reading that, you know, about that everything in common, they, you know, they gathered together and then daily yeah, people were added, people were added to those who were being saved. And I was thinking daily, like something really noticeable has to be going on in your love for one another for daily people yeah. being saved because you know and i was like wow you know that that's a we'll get excited you know about somebody being saved and it's like wow you know just amazing and it, but then i'm thinking daily wow you know what what uh that's a perspective changer for me to think in terms of uh, you know our love is 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 that you know why can't that happen now well, yeah, you're not going to have like outstanding miracles every day, but you certainly can hear from him personally. And that's, that's, a, and that's just incredible. That's like the most outrageous thing in the world that you can actually communicate with the creator of the universe. And there's different ways and for different people. A lot of times for me, it's just first thing in the morning, a song will come. And, and in, in Ephesians 5, it talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit with songs and spiritual songs. But it's not even something I've thought about for a year or song, but it'll meet my need, you know, at that point. So I know it didn't come from me. I wasn't consciously thinking about it. But the thing is, when we made translated, we want to get it out to all the churches here to know about it. Only Christian movie ever made in the state of Oregon, really, and that has a national distribution approval. And I had to fight, not fight, but there were one of the biggest churches here. We don't have time to show a 90-second trailer. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, right. it just proved that there's, and then in one of the scenes of the movie, we go down 18th street to Hayward field where the Olympic trials are held. And there's about 15 churches. And we, we've got this denomination blues song, country song playing while Paul's looking at all these churches. And at the end, he asked Tim, well, do they all meet in this stadium? Is this where they meet? He says, no, they really never do meet. And so I don't expect the Seventh-day Adventist and the Pentecostals to get together and meet every week. But I think to uh, once or twice a year to get together and just say, what is God doing? What has he done in your life? I mean, when um, uh, Jehovah Witness comes to my door, I just say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a witness for Jehovah too. What's, God, what's he doing in your life? He's trying to get, right. get in some argument or something. If you know him, you know him. If they they're just following religion it kind of convicts them not condemn them but it's like do you really know him yeah anyway that's a lot of what that's the translated so movie and <laughs> so let yeah let's let's jump into bright eyes i 
this this was kind of a longer story as I was kind of reading through it in terms of the and, and maybe I'm, I'm sure you're good at kind of summarizing but this is a um again two hour feature film um the way he, the way that it's described here is it's a, a dances with wolves meets Amistad with a Forrest Gump type heroine which is really interesting um, so, so take us through the, the, this story just as, as as kind of succinctly as you can. But, but this, I thought this was a really fascinating uh, storyline. Well, thank you. Um, I got the film rights to the book Bright Eyes, which I when I back when I was doing the the promotion of Windwalker, I heard about the story. But raising a family, do all this, it just didn't wasn't right till late. When I did translate it, and now I have the credibility to do something bigger. And I've had some endorsements from a producer who has two Native American films on uh, Netflix. So, so I'm in the development stage, got actors committed, um, and and still trying to get the funding. But as far as the story, my pet peeve is when, the, when there's movies about real people and they change what really happened to them. So I, why not pick out a story? Where you don't have to change it, where everything is true and it's still remarkable. So you here you have a 25-year-old daughter of the Omaha tribe, the chief of the Omaha tribe, who has got an education back east because her father followed a vision of the previous uh, chief who said we have to adapt to the white man's way. That was not popular among most of the, the natives in that area or anywhere. But her father did that, sent his daughter to the east coast. She comes back 25, she, she's an old maid to them. She has no husband and no kids. She's teaching in a rundown building where the snows, the water, the rain's coming through. And within, that was in 1879 in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, on the Omaha, Nebraska reservation. Within one year, this is the Forrest Gump part. Within one year, she helps bring about a landmark court case where General George, Standing Bear versus General George Crook where a Native American is first considered a person with legal rights. Standing Bear statue is now in the U.S. Capitol. And Bright Eyes, her Indian name is Amba, but Bright Eyes translated our language. She helped bring about that case and explain what was going on because most of the Native didn't speak English fluently. So she used that education. In less than a year, she is the first woman, not just Native, allowed to speak at Boston's Finial Hall, the Cradle of Liberty, it's packed at noon. She didn't think anybody would show up. She's very shy. She fainted on her first speech. And so she's, she's Longfellow, Henry Walker's Longfellow, Louisa May Alcott, Little Women. They became her friends. She's a celebrity. Longfellow, who was the poet laureate of the United States, says, I would give all I possess to be able to speak with the fluency and force of this Indian girl. So she's She's, then she's dined with the president of the United States and a, a, a notable senator of the time. She's lobbying Congress. And, and with all that, her tribe was going to be sent on a trail of tears, the Omaha tri tribe, and she saves them that. So they're still on the reservation today, which I've been there five or six times, got the blessing of the tribe to, to do this story. I got the film rights to the book. And, and the kicker is 10 years later, I talked about what all that happened in one year. 10 years later, she sent as a reporter to Wounded Knee. A Wounded Knee was a massacre. And it was like, uh, there's a book, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. There's been some movies. 
and she was there before, during, and after the massacre, helped the wounded and the dying. So it's just what one single person can do to, and, and how that life can affect so many others. Obscure life, that's the Forrest Gump thing. And here she is in the middle of history. And so I just wow. thought that was a fantastic story. She's a minority. She's the, the heroine, the lead. And we've got, we've got visions of some really known actors to play some of the other roles, General George Crook and, and the judge. But we have, uh, we have a, a woman who's playing Bright Eyes, who was Miss Native America. A long story how that came about. But in final, the final, when I actually got to talk to her on the phone, she was traveling from Wyoming back to Colorado. I asked, how did you, how did you get this role? I mean, I know I offered it, but how did you even hear about it? She said, I spoke it into an existence. She was really, playing, yeah, keeping a journal saying, Mr. Creator, uh, I don't, I've wanted to be an actress. I've been turned down. I don't know if I, if you really want me to do this or not. Two days later, I asked for an audition and she was one of four people I picked out just from mug shots from the talent agency. She turns in the audition on video. It was fantastic. And I call her and she said, I spoke it into existence. I, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so we've had a, we've got a video, brighteyesmovie.com, six minute video that tells about the story that shows her going to Bright Eyes' actual grave and speaking to her. I felt that was a really emotional thing that she said, I'm until privileged to get to play you in this movie. And I know you weren't seeking any fame, but you just want to help your people. And so that's kind of what came to me. And again, I just, some of these things come to me. That's not, <laughs> I had no idea I'd be doing movies or anything. So I'm just, that is Lord for what, you know, it's not a perfect life by any means, but it's certainly a wonderful life. Yes. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so, so this is in pro in progress. This is in development. And I met, I was at the American film market where I met Leanne. Yeah. Who uh, then, you know, heard a little bit about this and thought it was worthy of. Yeah. Catching. And give us that website again, where bright eyes movie.com. Right. It's a six minute video that shows about, the story and the actual photos of the real characters and the actress and the actor who played, we want to play her dad, who's actually a member of the Omaha tribe. And his name is Omaha Maine means chief. And so he's, and he's playing chief standing or chief uh, iron eye her, her father. So that was kind of a nice deal. Wow. <laughs> How exciting. I would love to see this happen. That's, that's exciting. I have some good connections that have uh, happened in, since that American film market. Uh, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, not, you know, I don't really believe it, cross, but I mean, I, it looks like yeah. things might be happening here soon. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, film and what, uh, you know, it's amazing these uh, stories that can be told about what one life can do. You know, it, yeah. it like, this is a story about this one life. I, I think she died at like 49 or something. Yeah, and there's, you know, I had people look at the script and they go, well, you, where's Act 3 in this movie? Well, I don't think Forrest Gump had an Act 3, really. I mean, maybe it was Jenna dying or Jenny, you know, or whatever. But yeah, but here, she got disillusioned. She thought all that her work had maybe hadn't really done what was, and that's a little deeper part about the Native world and the, the, the white world. But then a young lawyer comes and says, I became a lawyer and he's an uh, Omaha. I became a lawyer because of you. And so that 
really made her, and I don't know exactly what the disease was or what it was, but um, that doesn't, people haven't, re I've tried to look in papers and we've got accounts of her death that doesn't really say what it was, but she had a full life, really. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that would be fantastic to to see. What a great project. These are both great projects. So again, Jerry Thompson, you can look him up. Pathway Media is the company. Uh, the first movie that we were talking about is called Translated, about the Apostle Paul coming into modern America. And we hope uh, people go to YouTube and just type in Translated Movie on YouTube. Yeah. And absolutely. We get a and little was, bit yeah. from each. We get a little bit from each view, so we we'd like to recoup some of our money that way. But. Yeah, yeah. Check it out at, at YouTube. Uh, translated movie. It's got great. I've read the number of the reviews here. It's got really great reviews from a lot of people that have seen it, and it's heading towards a million views on YouTube. So definitely do support them there. And then, and then bright brighteyesmovie.com you can check it out this is an amazing story that i think you'll be fascinated by as i was and certainly hope to see this project uh launch soon and uh jerry it's a pleasure meeting you thank you for all this great work thank you i appreciate you dean and willing to do this and yeah, i know that song by uh, casting crowns i'm just a nobody you know <laughs> no. I mean, well about Jesus and trying to live the life, you know. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's inspiring, and I love the work you're doing. We really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time.